Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, my friends Jessica, Vexa, and DJ are here to celebrate New Year's Eve by answering only the most important questions about Christmas movies. <laughs> Cool. So we are all here because we like, uh, I mean, I love Christmas movies. I love holiday movies, any kind of holiday movie. Um, I know whenever, whenever the holidays come up and I need to get into the spirit, it's always movies. Uh, it's with uh, the music that we all know, uh, the visuals that we all know. We've all been pretty much indoctrinate, indoctr indoctrinated to see certain colors and certain events happen and just get into the holiday spirit. Um, I know, uh, my background right now is from Muppets Christmas Carol and it, that's my must see what, that's my must watch movie of the holiday season. Um, what does everyone else love to watch during this time? My tradition is always die hard. I actually love a Christmas story. I love Christmas vacation. Scrooge is one of my favorites, and I do believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Scrooge is a great one. I love Bill Murray. <laughs> I think one of my tops is Scrooge, definitely. Yeah. Um, Klaus is newer, but that jumped to the top of mine. I'm like, okay, Klaus is probably one of my favorite ones right now. I feel like Klaus is one of my favorite animated movies. <laughs> yeah yeah it did it, it push itself it, like it has a solid story i love those stories where it's like oh it's a shitty town and somebody new kind of shakes things up and i always love those stories and then the voice acting's great and they pushed new bounds with the animation really you know uh didn't didn't play it safe at all it was great if uh, folks aren't aware of Klaus. Uh, it's on. It's currently on Netflix. It's a Netflix movie, so it's not going to go away at any point. But um, it's unless you stop believing in Christmas. That's correct. So uh, keep on believing in Christmas, and by golly, that movie will stay on Netflix. Um, but it's weird because I remember watching that movie, and the first scene, I was not impressed by the first scene. I thought it was going to be like a regular kid movie, but. Mm -hmm. uh, plot progresses and it's just really good i love that movie um and i think it's because uh, one of my questions on there is who's your favorite uh, santa and i think dj you mentioned jk simmons right yeah yeah um yes yeah, jk simmons uh who's the guy who voices the mailman i forget his name jason uh jason schwartzman nice oh wow um, but every time i picture it i picture <laughs> david spade because it, he's very reminiscent of Cusco. Very. Oh, okay. He really does. Mm -hmm. That is, that is, he's got major uh, David Spade vibes. Mm -hmm. um, Jessica, you mentioned uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I feel like as I get older, I relate to it more and hate it more. It's a really, it's really kind of tricky because they're very nostalgic and the Christmas story one I get to because a lot of people like especially in the younger generations are a little bit turned off by it and I totally understand because it's 
not an ideal view of our society per se, especially considering the current climate and everything. There is something like nostalgic about it. And there are memories attached to it because I'm old enough to remember some of that. And Christmas vacation is a lot like that too, because that is very similar to my, my upbringing in my childhood. And just, I mean, I love all the vacation movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. It's just very much a very hysterical over the top take on what happens whenever you try to get your family together and go on a vacation or have a, have a celebration. So yeah, uh, very chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he just makes it, he makes yeah, it. Chase is great. <laughs> yeah. I think part of it, uh, my theory for, for you of why it's becoming more hectic is because uh, Christmas vacation is no longer escapism. It's a reminder yes. of everything going on. You're like, dear God, like, fuck this <laughs> i just want to be a kid and be taken care of and like here's some candy and, and presents you're like oh, okay well as, yeah. a, as, a kid, as a kid i can watch christmas vacation and totally enjoy it and be like haha he's a silly adult but now as an adult as an adult, no, an adult. <laughs> god when he, when he uh, I, I know the guys in the truck mess with him in the beginning where they're just riding him and then they go around him, but they flip him off. I was like, no, you didn't need to do that. Like, right. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I was even thinking about that earlier today. Um, the idea of like, we, we look back at these movies and in every movie, he's like drooling over another woman. Like he has a very beautiful wife she's you know extremely attractive and attracted to him and sometimes you're wondering like what the why does she put up with that and he just it's every show it's another woman he's just like led led away by his nose it's hilarious but it's also a little bit offensive it's like they set us up to expect that in our lives like that's normal that's the way it works right isn't that isn't that how it goes (laughs) I mean I did watch it just a day ago, so I'm and I watch it every year, so that's good. And even as I get more and more annoyed by Clark Griswold, I'm still gonna watch that, those movies. Yeah, they're very, they're very. Um, I don't know, I don't know how else to put it except it's so nostalgic. It reminds you of all the kind of the silly things about your family that you love, and you also annoy the hell out of you. So Uncle Eddie keeps making me more and more discouraged to watch that movie. Uh, and it's not because of the character, it's because the actor has gone just crazy on social media. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I wish we all pitched no our money in to get him here on Cameo. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, the concept of Cameo. It's an app where you can sort of hire celebrities to to do like messages and stuff like that. And he, uh, uh, Randy Quaid, is one of the highest paid... Or it, Listen, I'm not saying he makes this money back, but his prices are the highest on there. One of the highest. He's a thousand dollars for a message wow. from Randy Quaid. And at no point was I don't know. I was like, dude, I, I don't believe you made that much on Christmas vacation to cousin Eddie's island or whatever tropical getaway. Something Wait, like there that. There was a second one. <laughs> There's a second one, and it's I just never him. Seen it. 
when you said that, I love all the Christmas vacation movies, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I know which one you don't like. And, and let me preface too, because the new one that they put out a few years back with the son supposedly going on vacation, I wasn't like 100% on that either. But like the, you know, the first one, the second one, the third, even Vegas, I like for the most part. But yeah, they started... I'm afraid of the Christmas with anyone. <laughs> Don't know what to think. I I was really hoping you were going to say that he's affordable on Cameo because then I might pay him to say something. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Yeah, not so sure a thousand dollars is worth it. <laughs> I mean, for a couple more eggnogs, we could probably get you to be Uncle Eddie and do the <laughs> <laughs> I got I got my well. <laughs> um Nexa, you mentioned Die Hard. Um yeah. is it because of uh what 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 makes it your favorite Christmas movie? Honestly, it's a Bruce Willis thing, but like the reason it's a Christmas movie is because there's things in the movie that wouldn't happen if it wasn't during the holiday. Um, the whole premise of John McClane coming from New York to see his family for Christmas, like he wouldn't be in, in LA if it wasn't for the fact that it was Christmas. Like um, the fact that Hans Gruber is taking over um, the Nakatomi Plaza wouldn't have happened because uh, the fact that if it wasn't the holidays, people wouldn't be, the staff would be a lot less um, during the holidays. So that was a benefit for him. Like there's just little things that add up to it being a Christmas movie. So. I think one of my favorite things about certain Christmas movies is um, I, I like considering any movie that's going on that takes place during the holiday season. I consider that a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, and it took me a while to realize that Ghostbusters 2 is a Christmas movie because <laughs> I would always watch it during New Year's, yeah. New Year's Eve. It was always a New Year's Eve movie for me because that's where the climax is. Right. But that means that the rest of the movie is in December. Right. And not just, you know, <laughs> not just five days, not five or six days. It takes a while yeah. for them to do all their shenanigans. Right, um, right, yeah. I love watching uh, Batman Returns during Christmas. I was gonna say, that, that's another one, yeah. <laughs> but what are some movies that you might not think are well known that are uh, the same kind of thing, where they're not really Christmas movies? Christmas adjacent? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't even wanna call them Christmas adjacent. I wanna call them anti-Christmas, like anti-hero. Yeah, like, yeah. So, so, so I did think about like, it's a wonderful life. If you watch it, a majority of it is not Christmas. Just the the last yeah. 10 minutes that you really visit, or really the last chunk, because then you have like a flashback. So you see Christmas mm -hmm. for a little bit, and you have a flashback of everything that's not Christmas again, and then you come back to Christmas. Yeah. If you're if you're divvying that movie up portion-wise, like a very small sliver is actually Christmas. Yeah. And there's a lot of movies like that, right? Like, technically, Castaway starts off in the holiday season. Like, that's 
the reason his plane crashes is because it's a holiday storm. Like uh, he's got a bunch of packages that are being sent to family. Like oh shit, you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> is, is this is this is Tom Hanks Santa Claus in this story? Yes. 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 Okay. Hanks, yeah, because he gives the at the end of the movie he gives the gift to the to the person who was supposed to receive it. Mm-hmm. This makes yeah. sense now. So he's yeah he's Santa Claus. <laughs> I love that movie so much more now. I'm I'm sold. It's definitely a Christmas movie for me forever. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, if you think about it, like, there's a, there's some movies that are there that are just not seen as Christmas movies, but their their whole premise starts with Christmas, and Castaway is one of those, re- you know, that starts off as a Christmas movie, ends as a Christmas movie, but the whole middle is has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> I think in that same strain, you could talk about, like, even, like, Sleepless in Seattle, that was all set during Christmas time. During the holiday, yeah. During the holiday season yeah. and culminated yeah. at on New Year's Eve. So yeah. Willy yeah. Wonka in the chocolate factory. Absolutely. No, 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 no. Yeah. More Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Polar Express. <laughs> Polar Express. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, quite a few that are considered Christmas movies, even though they're not actual Christmas movies. Like the theme isn't Christmas. Gremlins, Gremlins is another one. Mm-hmm. It's all during the holiday, but it's not seen as a Christmas movie. Yeah. I know. Uh, I, I watched Polar Express recently as well because, like I said, when December comes, I watch a lot of Christmas movies. I just mm-hmm. love. Um, I remember Polar Express was that uh, was one of the hated. Uh, the audiences don't like uh, that Uncanny Valley movies that a lot yeah. of movies do where they try so hard to be realistic but I actually really enjoy them there's the uh, uh, Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey as Scrooge and then yeah. there's Polar Express um, I think it's I think anytime you try to do anything weird and creative it's going to be jarring and I'm for it I like watching weird takes on shit that we all weird takes on tales that we've already heard a million times over. Um, yep. That also reminded me that hearing Tom Hanks as Santa Claus on that, I'm like, all right, so <laughs> we got Woody and Buzz Lightyear both playing Santa Claus at some point in their lives. <laughs> yep. What's your favorite uh, your favorite movie, Santa Claus? Uh-huh. I think Tim Allen um, in Santa Claus is is probably at, for nostalgic purposes. I grew up watching the movie, so like I feel like he's the first thing that I pops into my head when I think Santa Claus. So anybody else? I, I'm I'm a big fan of Bad Santa. Santa <laughs> 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 is great. <laughs> it just. It's, he's all the things he shouldn't be, and it's amazing. <laughs> I, I feel like he's got a theme going on. You like ca- uh, chaotic movies. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, more attractive if they're chaotic. <laughs> you like just it. described my life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> It's true though. They just grab you. Like it's that edginess of like yeah. this wholesome image of 
of purity and joy of your childhood and then yeah the drama of it all yeah well it grabs your attention and then holds it right like with all the chaos you're like this this can't really be happening like no Santa doesn't do this can't this can't be happening (laughs) I like my Christmas movies to be escapism Jessica's like no let's fuck them up Like, let's see how weird we can make it. <laughs> well, it's like the Santa in the Christmas story, too. I just watched that yeah. recently, and I was like, he was kind of, like, terrifying, one. And two, uh, yeah. he kicks, like, he boots that boy down the slide. He, like, taps him <laughs> with his boot on the kid's forehead to put him <laughs> down the slide. It's like, Santa was not good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> can you give us can you give us his ho ho? Because that's a pretty iconic ho ho. I'm way too high pitched for hoey. <laughs> yeah, right on the spot there. <laughs> isn't, isn't his like the ho ho ho? Yeah. It's, it's, it's such Very a sarcastic, move. right? It's such a dick move. Because you're right, he doesn't he doesn't kick him and he doesn't do it hard. But it's just like that slight push down on his forehead with his boots. Like, you'll, oh. you'll shoot your eye out, kid. It just like sends him down. That's one of the worst Santas besides the ridiculously buff Santa that's about to beat up Arnold. He's like, gonna take your gonna take your halls, brother. Like, yep. Or the one um, in Home Alone that gives him Tic Tacs. It like gives him advice on the street and gives him some tic tacs. <laughs> he tries so hard. <laughs> I I love it when Kevin comes up to him and says like uh, he's like I know you're not the real Santa I know how it works and Santa's like all right good and he's like but I know you're one of his helpers and then he's like dang it <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was off the hook. <laughs> it's one of my favorite setups of like a funny joke. Um, <laughs> Have, so I, I I like the Tim Allen Santa Claus, and I've only I uh, a few years ago I finally watched the sequels. Um, I didn't really like the sequel. The second one is fucking nuts. Yeah, um, there's a lot that goes on. Ha- have you all seen the second Santa Claus? I've seen yeah. the second, not the third. The second one is bonkers when they make a doll Santa, and he looks like those Duracell family members, and he's mm-hmm. all and he becomes a dictator. I, I was at my best friend's house and he comes out in his dictator costume. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> and what was it? He even does a Buzz Lightyear line as the two Santas are fighting on the sleigh in the air. He's like, you're a sad, strange... Oh, he's like, he yells, you're, you're just a toy. And it's <laughs> funny. It's weird. The sequels are weird. And I, I watched them yeah. once don't plan on ever watching them again yeah yeah so the second one this this kind of boggled my mind so the second one lets you know he needs a wife right he needs a mrs claus that's like a huge plot point santa claus needs a mrs claus so retroactively in my brain i went back and revisited in that moment the first one what happened to that mrs claus then did they just like boot her out the second the the original Santa Claus died? You know when he falls off the roof, and it's like, oh, Mrs. Claus, it finally happened. <laughs> you can move on now. <laughs> He's in retirement. 
There's a retirement clause, home. <laughs> the retirement clause. <laughs> I like to think it was uh, the scene at the end of Aladdin that Mrs. Claus was like, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, don't be. She's like, a free elf now. <laughs> no more milk and cookies. <laughs> so, originally, from my favorite Santa Claus, it was really neck and neck. Um, one, I'm not a big. I don't hate it, but I'm not a big fan of Fred Claus. But Paul Giamatti is a great Santa Claus. Uh, but I had to give the award to my heart to um, uh, Kurt Russell. If you guys have seen the uh, the Christmas Chronicles, he has so much fun as Santa Claus. I haven't seen the second one yet, but I'm all about it. Like his performance is great. He has so much fun. But, but like he doesn't need to be Santa, you know. Kurt Russell's been everything else but all i can imagine now is santa claus like in big trouble little china you want you want santa claus on the radio like uh <laughs> well you gotta remember what santa claus always says <laughs> <laughs> um i just started santa chronicles because everyone said good things about it. the only reason why i didn't want to see it is because of the cg elves i thought that was weird but uh, the few the few minutes I've seen of him as Santa as Kurt Russell as Santa, yeah, you're right. He looks like he's having a great time, and I don't I don't feel like Kurt Russell takes any jobs that he won't have a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably he always, took the job. I was gonna say he probably took the job because it's something that he's never done. He's just like, okay, what is what is one role I haven't done? just like Santa Claus done and I thought it was so cute that Goldie Hawn shows up you know as Mrs. Claus I was like oh that's that's really sweet that's really cool I look forward to watching the rest of the film now I I might watch it tonight we'll see um oh I spoiled the whole movie yeah oh no No, (laughs) now I now I will never know how this now I know how this movie ends <laughs> I thought that when everything went to hell that meant Chris, I, I didn't think it was going to have a happy ending at all I thought they, <laughs> I thought Ernest was going to fail his job in saving Christmas <laughs> Ernest I went to jail before he could Ernest. fix Christmas I know, I forgot, I forgot about, about Ernest. Ernest all of the Ernest movies but like specifically Christmas well, like um, DJ mentioned Fred Claus, and I really love that. I think he's my favorite. Uh, Paul Giamatti is my favorite Santa. He just brings a really fun, uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of what it is that makes him so much fun, but he is a really silly Santa. He doesn't have any kind of like uh, authority or anything. He's just like this jolly old guy. And I loved it when he starts talking about uh kevin spacey's childhood and it, it's uh, kevin spacey has ruined so many movies with him in it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's, that's for a lot of reasons yeah 
Because like even uh because uh, there's two Christmas movies I like watching, and then when he shows up, I'm like, damn it, that's right. What's it's the other one? Uh, uh, the ref. That's oh god, and that's such a good one. I that one too. Hmm. I forgot about that one too. Oh man, and that one's so good, so fun. And it's weird. It's it's difficult to um like I, right now I'm like oh and Vexa if you haven't seen it you should watch the ref. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen it. I'll have added. I'm, I'm writing down as as we're talking. I'm like, oh, this is a movie I haven't seen. Oh. <laughs> Unless you don't want to look at Kevin Spacey, which is totally understandable. <laughs> He's not my favorite either. <laughs> I don't think he, anybody likes him anymore. It's it's sad because yeah, uh, I like that movie a lot. Um, so. I was going I have a question on this list that says, uh, what other Christmas crook should join the wet bandits? That's the I'm one. Bring it up right now because yeah. Dennis Leary is my vote. <laughs> Dennis Leary's <laughs> character from the ref. Oh, someone's being called. Oh, speaking <laughs> of Dennis Leary. Sorry. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> um so oh, I was thinking about it's Dennis Quaid. He got my request. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fast. <laughs> the timing. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking about this question, um, trying to figure out like the best actors uh, or the best characters that would fit in the Wet Bandits. So like thinking about the fact that the Wet Bandits are completely incompetent and <laughs> just complete assholes as well as thieves like taking taking stuff from people but then also destroying their homes like trying to figure out and so like going back to my diehard diehard route like I think Hans Gruber would be a great fit to the wet bandits but he would take over the wet bandits like he would be the leader of it and then just like make it even worse Okay, I'm glad you said take over the wet bandits. Like, uh, Harry and Mark would start following him because yes. otherwise, yes. I totally see Hans Gruber killing both of them. Yeah. <laughs> possibly, possibly, but he needs some people that can that will just do the dirty work and just whatever and whatever they're told. I think, I think he like, would use them as a distraction. Yeah, yeah, like he's gonna tell him to go and do do this over here, and then uh, be the fall guys, basically. Yeah, the only reason to keep him around. But he, like that's the whole premise of Die Hard is like going to steal money and then blowing shit up and killing people. Like <laughs> it's exactly what the wet bandits do. So I think it's maybe a little classier than this. The bandits are now, but like, I he's mean, still incompetent. He's still blowing shit up, sure. But I think that was all <laughs> Kevin McAllister that really destroyed the shit out of things. Yeah, um, too. Well, and then leaving the sinks on is what I was thinking is uh, that's where they get their name, is right? He's he's going around leaving the sinks running and plugging the sinks, and so they overflow and cause floods in the home and whatnot. But now I'm seeing. I'm I'm seeing uh uh McLean as Kevin now. So yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it's basically the same story, right? Yeah, yeah. it's just an adult version. 
Yeah, same story. That's how, it, I mean, pretty much a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's the same story every time. I, I like it. I like it that you pretty much described every Christmas movie criminal and every Chris, Christmas movie crook when you're like, oh, they're incompetent. <laughs> they're dumb. Um, yeah. I was going down a list in my head of all the criminals I know, and I just kept seeing them fall down. <laughs> so, they're just incompetent and just plutzy and uh, idiotic, just in general, just terrible. Uh, yeah. What What other criminals would you say would team up with the Wet Bandits? Oh gosh. I was gonna say, say, you, you, you said Hans Gruber. Yeah, I said Hans Gruber. So I gotta think of others. What have you got, and DJ? Um, I I think if I want to see them win, if I really want to just see them take over the McAllisters and, and win, I think Jack Skellington. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. He I would enjoy it. every trap. It would be some yeah. sort of game to him. Yeah. Uh, and he thinks he's bringing joy the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely see Jack Skellington going in there and end up getting Kevin McAllister, like, murdered by these other two and not even realizing... <laughs> That would be such a sad movie because Marv and Harry would totally take advantage of Jack. Yeah. And he thinks like he found the two best friends. Like these guys love Christmas. Yeah. I can just picture <laughs> I can just picture Harry like being like, yeah, we're Santa's helpers. And because you're Santa now, we're your helpers. So, you know, those people would love it for their Christmas if you took all their stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's on their list, right? It's a Christmas, it's a Christmas tradition. <laughs> and they're like, dear Santa. And, please and take Jack, my shit. Jack Santa would just be like, okay. <laughs> I'm not one to step on tradition. <laughs> that would be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get over that because they would, oh my God. And when, how would Jack know? How would he, he would know? Never, and as much as Kevin tries to attack, he would see it as signs of affection. Yeah. Like it wasn't until he was blown out of the sky by a cannon. That he finally like pieced it together. Like, oh, they don't like this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like he would, he would send a blowtorch on Jack and he was like, oh, thank you. That was more. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fuck. <laughs> we'll be laughing about that for a while. <laughs> they would be totally victorious and do it every year. <laughs> oh, God. <damn> it. <laughs> uh, Jessica, who's your criminal teaming up with the Wet Bandits? Well, originally I was thinking the elf from Bad Santa because that guy could get into shit really easily and he was very helpful and all of that. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, do I want to help them or do I want it to be funnier because they fail? And so I was thinking of the ghost of Christmas present from Scrooge because she was like very chaotic and 
aggressive and like sweet but terrifyingly mean and like I just thought that she would probably really kind of have fun fucking their shit up just for shits and giggles and and so Kevin could still be victorious but we could see some more hilarious antics so that's my answer I'm just picking like I'm it. just picturing her like picking the two of them up and flying them above the roof and dropping them down into the house like you're in the house now like <laughs> fairy right she had like wings and she was all like the tooth fairy or something she was very like dainty and like curly wild hair who was that actress I Girl love her King. so much thank you yes thank you she was grandma in the second uh Adam's family value yeah she's been around forever I loved her she added a lot of fun to that character oh yeah it is fantastic her what <laughs> Carol Kane and, and Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> um, when I wrote this question about the uh, uh, Christmas crooks, I was thinking about, I was definitely thinking about Dennis Leary from The Ref. I was thinking about um, Robert Downey Jr. in Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Oh, and yeah. Like, uh, uh, the three brothers from uh, Trapped in Paradise. Mm. Um, a lot of people don't know about Trapped in Paradise. It's a weird film, but I, it's one of the few Nicolas Cage movies I actually dig because he's less cagey. Uh, <laughs> it's, There's a Nick Cage that's less cagey? What? Well, it, he might also be very more cagey than ever. I don't know. I don't know why I like it, but it's, it's the three brothers are Nicolas Cage, John Lovitz, and uh, Dana Carvey. They love me some Dana Carvey. And it's all about them being three brothers and uh, going to a small town and trying to rob them. And they suck at robbing them. And shenanigans ensue. <laughs> uh, real quick, like, so, so one honorable mention, we didn't say it, The Grinch. I was going to say Grinch is a good one. Yeah. So, the, you know he would get everything from the McAllisters, but then the big twist at the end, he gives it back. He gives it back. <laughs> the, His but, heart grows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jimmy and I actually saw an awesome Christmas movie. Do you remember this? We went I to the, uh, the focus group for Ice Harvest. And it's one of my. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies to watch. Yeah, it's a uh, it's uh, Billy Bob Thornton, John Cusack, and their whole thing is they had just robbed the mafia, and they need to get out of town tonight. Like tonight's the only night they can do this, and so that's all it's about is them trying to get out of town and them trying to tie up loose ends and Oliver Platts in it and everything. And I was like, oh yeah, I know nobody knows that one, but definitely like it's it's almost like a gritty version of what if the Wet Bandits were like competent. <laughs> If they were confident. Yeah, that movie has two people that we already mentioned as well. Uh, <laughs> really about and uh, uh, Cousin Eddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cousin Eddie makes his appearance at the end. Yeah. Uh, but it's really good. It's really dark. Um, I think Jessica would like it. Because <laughs> it's chaotic because it's got Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, well, I love John Cusack too. So I. Yeah. I oh, shit. He had me at yeah. John Cusack. Done. <laughs> Cool. That is well, the list. 
Gross Point Blank is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite too. But uh, yeah, watch Ice Harvest because it's not a happy ending, so it's right up your alley. Oh. <laughs> just, just fucked up Christmas shit. I, I, it's, it's actually really enjoyable. It's a really good dark comedy. Um, I enjoy it thoroughly. Or someone who I feel like it. I might have seen it, but it would have been years and years ago. And um, yeah, I definitely need to rewatch it. I, but I feel like because I have, I have, I remember seeing a movie with John Cusack in it, and they robbed something. And were they in an armored truck at some point in this movie? No, no. The movie starts; they hit just robbed, so you don't actually see the robbery. Got you. Like the whole thing's just about them trying to get out of town. It's it's embezzlement, embezzlement, right? Oh, got you. So it's not like stick up robbing. It's like they. John Cusack's like a lawyer for the mafia. Got you. Oh, I'm in. I'm so in. (laughs) Go look it up. Ice Harvest. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It's great because. He goes to his ex's house. John Cusack goes to his ex's house, I guess, to like tie up loose ends. It's been a while since I've seen it, but just to tie up loose ends. And Oliver Platt's like married to his wife now. And he's like so buddy buddy with him. And this is before you saw the trope of like, you know, oh, you're dating my ex and and people got along. You know, this was more of a rarity of like seeing usually there was hostility, but the whole time Oliver Platt's like, take me with you, get me out of here. That is funny. How did we go see it? I'm trying to remember because we, we got we got flyers. offers tickets. Yeah, we just got we were at the mills and they gave us flyers for it. And it was like the next day, right? Or it was yeah. the next week. Yeah, something it was it was like not too long after when we showed up and they were like, Well, what should we change? And you and I are like, nothing. <laughs> Changed nothing <laughs> about this movie. It's really good. I still enjoy it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody talks about it. Nobody knows what I'm talking about when I bring it up. Seriously, I, I, I bring it up often. Not in this podcast, apparently. Thank you, DJ. But I bring <laughs> it up often. Um, I don't want to say anything about my favorite scenes because I want more people to see it. Mm-hmm. It's on my list. Good. You'll, you'll <laughs> love that one. That one's a really good one. I have a new Christmas movie now. now um dj you mentioned the grinch Mm -hmm. uh what sort of monster movie would happen if the grinch bit you um would it be like a werewolf where suddenly you turn into the grinch you would now have the curse or would it be a vampire where the grinch can infect as many people as they want and then they're just an eternal grinch that bites (laughs) other people and you could turn them into the grinches or would it be a zombie where it's an infection where you don't even have control over yourself anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of a, what we do in the shadows with branches. <laughs> I kind of like that version of it because then it's not something that just, like if it was the werewolf version, it would be something that just took them over on December 24th, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, but with the version where it's like almost controllable or it's almost consistent, that would be interesting. Kind of like gremlins where, you know, once you get them wet, you're just screwed. They're just 
Yeah, so you're um, this cute little yeah. little creature, and then the Grinch bit bites you, and you become this hideous monster. <laughs> yeah, but it would be cool. Also, I like the idea of on Christmas Eve is when you turn into the Grinch. He just turns into the Grinch, and he's like, bah. <laughs> or maybe on December 1st, and it's like a whole month worth of just boo. It's a month. <laughs> uh, well, like... American, American Grinch in London. <laughs> One month a year? <laughs> no holiday cheer. Max! <laughs> <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I also like the idea. I know those are the three, and I, I gotta think of one in there, but I also like the idea of like John Carpenter's The Thing, where like even plays on the, the wordplay of who's who. All the who's are like, who's who's the Grinch? Who is he infected? And they're kind of like secluded in Whoville and everything, and they have to find out before, like, you know, we can't let this escape to the rest of the world. What if you just carry it? You're like a Grinch carrier, and, mm -hmm. and, and you, you don't know if you like Christmas or not. Point. Yeah. So, so they got to do some holly jolly investigations. And how they, they test like with the fire? They're doing it like with mistletoe and shit like that. <laughs> like a field sobriety test for Christmas. <laughs> You're singing a Christmas carol at their blood at their DNA. All right, we're gonna test you now. <laughs> Test their breath for candy cane. <laughs> oh, he's got termites in a smile. Uh. Yeah. I like to see the Santa Claus's cup. <laughs> and I also want to see Kurt Russell as a who. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes, I'm down. I'm down with the thing. <laughs> what is the Grinch? Oh, he's more of a what? No, he is a thing. Have you seen the Grinch? <laughs> he's terrifying. You don't even, we might all be the Grinch right now. We don't know. Oh, I am totally. There's no testing it available. There's no might about it. <laughs> There's a you are or you're not there's none of in between <laughs> i'm glad we got kurt russell back in there i was afraid we would we would lose him in this conversation but it came <laughs> right back. my goal for this it for this whole thing was like, how many times can i get kurt russell mentioned <laughs> um have you did you did you see uh the the, the tree catch on uh be lit on fire at fox was that kurt russell too no, but I thought with the Grinch, when I saw the, the tree on fire, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Where's the Grinch at? <laughs> this is so, other guy pointed out, if you're aware, like when the tree burned, they looked at it and it wasn't even a real tree. It was like a platform set up and they're like, what the hell? Yeah, it was like scaffolding and stuff like that to look like a tree, you know. And is there a tree, is it like a tree facade around the platform? Uh, it basically, it was just a, a fake tree. But like, so they made a big deal like, oh, this, this is Christmas and everything. Like, it's it's wood. It really is just wood. We didn't even burn a real tree. 
I just would have loved it a little better if they set an actual Christmas tree on fire and threw it at the fake tree. If the reason why they burnt this tree is because it was fake. I was drinking that time that you said that for (laughs) listeners not knowing because (laughs) do they have just a bunch of strong folks hurling a flaming tree at the other tree or is it a cannonball? Yeah. No, oh, they have a like, big rubber band, Jimmy. It's you know, a big, big rubber band. They all pulled it back. Really <laughs> you, know, it you know when the Grinch gets super strong at the end and lifts the whole thing? So this wasn't the Grinch destroying Christmas. This is him furious that they would make a fake tree. This is him <laughs> pissed off. He's like, fuck you, and lifted a flaming bag of Kindle and threw it at it. After his heart grew really big, he just becomes this destructive mess. <laughs> He's like a tinier version of the Hulk running around. He's going to make <laughs> you love Christmas now. The <laughs> <laughs> complete opposite of what he was. <laughs> He's like, you will like this. The Hoos are like the creative fucking monster. <laughs> Rich Forces Christmas is the next book, is a sequel. <laughs> California in there. <laughs> he goes into the neighborhoods that have no lights on their houses, but he puts lights on all of them and how dare Grinch, you. <laughs> Mr. Grinch, we don't celebrate Christmas. Uh excuse me? Yeah, do now. <laughs> Who's have to explain, like, oh, we still have to respect other people's, you know, cultures and, and boundaries. No, no, no. You guys were no. all about Christmas. Like, like not that long ago. You guys can't bail on me on this. <laughs> we're either all in or all... no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no in between. I just, I like the image of <laughs> the Grinch pulling the tree out of the ground. The Lorax being like, wait. And he just shuts the tree again. <laughs> <laughs> like that wasn't the point. <laughs> I'm missing this. Yes. I love the idea of the Grinch making everyone celebrate Christmas. <laughs> That's what happens when your heart grows ten sizes in a fucking second. Hey, look, they wanted him to like Christmas again. Okay, they. That's what you get. Sometimes you get exactly what you asked for, and it's not good. It's not what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Becomes 100% his life now. It's like growing up. You were like, I want to be an adult. What the hell were we thinking? <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, happy holidays. You mean Merry Christmas. <laughs> There's no other holiday. <laughs> How dare you? You're so insulting. <laughs> so mad. I really want to draw that now with some kind of rhyme scheme. No, I expect <laughs> it. <laughs> now I expect it. A scene of the Grinch becoming just so Christmas obsessed, and then Jack Skellington becoming uh, what bandit. Those are the two I expect. <laughs> it, it, it makes complete sense when you really think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you if you check if you check the the Christmas map, it all adds up. 
<laughs> it can't just be regular math. That has to be Christmas math. The difference, math. math. the difference with regular math and Christmas math is you have to check Christmas math twice. Oh, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like in the rules somewhere. Yeah. Always twice. Checking Always checking it twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's like Jack when he was singing about trying to understand Christmas and he he's like, I looked through all the books, I get it. But what what does it mean? It's like yeah, you uh you just need to check it twice. Uh, eventually the Christmas yeah. app will click. <laughs> I'm never gonna forget about Jack being taken advantage of the wet bandits. It's not gonna. <laughs> Telling you. They would be scared of him at first because it's a giant skeleton, but once they realize, like. <laughs> Compared to humans, though, how giant is he? Like he's pretty tall. He's, like, he's eight feet tall. Yeah, no, he's pretty damn tall, I think. Yeah, yeah he would he's be got those long legs. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just. Well, you were trying like... to figure out how tall he is. That's Halloween math. Get that, <laughs> get that stuff out of here. Uh, we can't do Halloween math until uh, December twenty sixth. Then we can go back to Halloween. <laughs> then we can go back to <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the year is Halloween math. <laughs> uh, for me. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. I'm just saying. <laughs> the moment I'm just like, and we're done. It's Halloween yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just, I, I just get this image of like um, the wet bandits being scared about a giant skeleton, like screaming, and then Jack being like, "Oh, you want to get into your home? Here you go, friend!" and smashes through the window. <laughs> I don't even see him justifying it. You want to get into your home because Jack has no boundaries either. He's like, you want to get yeah. into this house? Yeah, let's go yeah. spread Christmas cheer. That is a valid point. He means well. He really does. <laughs> he just doesn't understand. <laughs> well, my favorite part about that movie is that Jack gets so close to understanding shit. Like he's like. You know, oh, this doesn't belong to anyone. In fact, it could, uh, what was it? Um, uh, it should belong to everyone, not everyone, yeah. in fact, but me. And then he takes a sharp turn and just like, no, <laughs> you almost had it. You almost had it. The holiday, everyone should be able to celebrate holidays. And then he fucks it up. <laughs> Jack is very egocentric. <laughs> he is he is a very much in his own world through that so it, it is going to be hard for him to find the destination of, of giving to everyone he's like i want to do this but if, if if he ever figures out that the wet bandits are bad guys and they're using him they are so <laughs> dead oh yeah <laughs> We never know why he's so pissed off at Oogie Boogie. We we have no idea what the fuck Oogie Boogie did to slight him. But he ended up, I think Jack put him in that like base of the tree or something like that. It's like, I don't know what line Oogie Boogie crossed. But don't fuck with Jack. Do not cross that line. Or if you do, do not get caught. Uh he said a happy holidays uh before <laughs> December. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly Jack what happened. Jack lost his shit. Him and the Grinch, like, <laughs> pile-drived him. Them, 
those two being on the, the on the team is just going to be terrifying. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's going to be terrifying. Together. Yeah, yeah, Jack and Jack and the Grinch. Saving Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe the the Grinch dies, and then when he decomposes, his skeleton is Jack. That's that's one fan theory out there. And Max, zero. There you go. So that's why he, he and he forgets about like, oh, yeah, yeah, like Christmas. And once he sees it, he's like, oh, yeah, fucking Christmas, man. This was the shit. That's one fan theory that I, I appreciate. I want to see that uh, holiday special. Well, that makes sense, right? Because uh, the Grinch having his heart grow that big, you would think would become a heart attack so he's so he feels something right then trying to save his oh and then immediately he feels, dies he feels his and death. Go, we can show the kids this he feels his death coming at him yeah <laughs> like, what is my this brain oh my god yeah. there's a condition called enlarged heart and it leads to a heart attack i'm just saying <laughs> to work in my head as far as my head canon is i i believe that whoville is in kentucky <laughs> to a guy in kentucky he's mr oh, unlucky yeah <laughs> and what could be more unlucky than dying while trying to save everyone's christmas right? <laughs> <laughs> he almost got to be the hero and then died <laughs> oh. and he's better <laughs> Spent the rest of his afterlife chasing that dragon of saving Christmas. And when he finds Christmas Town, it's his time. It's his time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what have I done? <laughs> well, you died. That's <laughs> okay. It's it's in my it's in my head can now. Whoville's in Kentucky. The Grinch is Jack. I get. Thank you. It, 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 checks my, uh, it checks both my Halloween and Christmas math. I appreciate it. <laughs> Not easy to make uh, Halloween oh, math and Christmas math to uh, equal each other. You know, take some effort. <laughs> uh, DJ is very uh, astute in mathology. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> In holiday mythology. I was going to say holiday. <laughs> it's a specified field. field. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure it's before uh, December so you don't piss off Jack. <laughs> it just reminded me of Charlie being like, uh, his specialty is bird law. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a Christmas special I love. <laughs> the sunny Philadelphia one. Oh man, that's yeah. When Charlie starts screaming at Santa, that's one of my favorite scenes in any Christmas thing ever. <laughs> if the Christmas Carol ghosts were going to be in a buddy cop movie, who would you cast? 
This one's so hard because there's so many good potentials for each of them. Well, our uh, Vexa and I have a friend, and our friend mm -hmm. made, did a pretty damn good casting. And I'll yeah, he did forget about it. Um, uh, it was Steve Buscemi's Ghost of Christmas Past. Uh huh. Um, who's Ghost of Christmas Present? That you said. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, right, right, right. Yeah. And yeah. Betty White as Ghost of Christmas Future. Yeah. 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 That is a pretty solid selection. Yeah. But then, then they corrected Great. it. They corrected in the chat on that Zoom saying that uh, instead of Betty White, it'll be Christopher Walken as the Ghost of Christmas Future. He would be an excellent, yeah. And I an just picture them. I picture Walken and Wilson having a wow off. <laughs> <laughs> just for a good time. It's like, wow, oh, wow, wow, oh, wow. <laughs> that would be else? an excellent that would be excellent anyone else have buddy cop castings for the three ghosts yes do share oh okay you want me to share that's yeah good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Go if, on. <laughs> if you don't mind i'd appreciate uh, it <laughs> Right away, I was thinking of uh, almost Carol Kane esque. In uh, I know she's Ghost of Christmas Present, but I was thinking kind of uh, her essence, uh, and it made me think for Ghost of Christmas Past, Kristen Shaw. She is, uh, if you're not familiar with her, she was in like Fly of the Concords as Mel. She was, um, she's currently the voice of Louise Belcher and. Bob's Burgers. She's just everything she's in, she makes better. And I can see her being this like really like humorous way to like look at the past and all the joy. And she's very high energy. And that's usually where the when they take her back is like when the when she takes Scrooge back in time, he sees like the party and everything else. And I can see all that. So I can see that being great. And then for present, I'm thinking like very joyous i'm thinking how usually it's this like very happy go lucky fella and i'm thinking ron funches and if you're not familiar with him he is this comedian who just exudes joy he's just so happy you can't hear his voice and not just be happy and he even talks about like oh yeah i used to work for uh, uh taking calls for a bank and everybody thought I was this very happy old lady. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I'm a large black man. But thank you. I, I enjoy I enjoy giving you that hope that a little old lady will put up with your shit like this. Okay. <laughs> so even, even when he's calling you out on crap, you're just you're so happy. Like, I can't be mad at you. And then uh, goes to Christmas future, I would say Michael Caine. For every obvious reason. I think he... he kind of loops back around for uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. I think he can be very dark and uh, he he has, I don't know if you know this about him, he's got range. That guy, one day, that Michael Caine guy is going to make it. He's, he's got a face. He's got a face that can yeah. go somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> one day he'll make it. 
that's my pitch. That's my uh, holiday yeah. pitch. When you described Ron Funches, because I didn't know his name, but when you described his personality, I was like, I think I know who that is. And I checked the cast for a Harley Quinn. Yes, he's uh, King Shark. That is correct. Yeah. So oh. he would be a perfect ghost of Christmas present. Right. But you said <laughs> that he exudes happiness. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? Um, but no, you're right. That is the perfect way to describe him. And if you haven't seen Harley Quinn, that's a show that you should watch. It is very good. Yeah. Jessica, do you have some casting? I've been sitting here trying to think of things, and I kind of got stuck in a, a rabbit hole. So I, I was kind of reimagining who the ghosts would be from the cast of Pulp Fiction. And um, I feel like the, so the John Travolta character would probably be the present. I feel like he would make a good ghost of present. Um, and for listeners, for listeners wondering, that is a dog snoring, just in case anyone. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we were going we to hear the dog snore, but I was like, oh, and clearly, okay. <laughs> Should have just let the imagination wander. It's just like right by the speaker. <laughs> just right here. Um, sorry, are we bothering you? Um, and then I felt like the one, I uh, can't remember his name right now, but the bad motherfucker, Wally guy, he would be a good future ghost of future so i was trying to consider who i would put in the past and i think christopher walken was in that one too he might be kind of a good past ghost of christmas past because he was kind of like a real big downer he was the one that stuck the watch in his ass so maybe he'd make a good so that's where i i kind of got stuck on a thought and yeah that's where i ended up sorry i never thought that the ghost of christmas future could get scarier <laughs> <laughs> To have Samuel Jackson yelling at me at my tombstone? <laughs> Whose name's on that? What? Does it look like what to me? <laughs> That'd be so scary. Right? It'd just scare you straight. That's a, yeah, I feel like that would really help me. <laughs> I I I right now for some reason I picture the the ghosts of Christmas Carol. <laughs> making a mistake and picking the wrong guy and having the person go through the whole story of Ebenezer Scrooge and like, I swear to you, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually the last ghost is so stoic and quiet. It's usually like death, you know, and there's an arm, like not often do they have a lot of the lines, but I feel like my ghost would have a lot of, a lot to tell you. He would not hold anything back. It would not be a subtle point to the grave. No. <laughs> Yeah, just have Samuel Jackson come up to you and like, like, come on, let's go. <laughs> like, please, I don't want to. No. <laughs> nope, I'm already here. We, you have three ghosts, and I'm gonna. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't come all this way to fucking not do anything. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the ghost of present is in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, when DJ mentioned uh, the Ghost of Christmas President being like a really cheerful dude, for some reason I pictured John Goodman. <laughs> you know what? That's it's okay. It's not for some reason. I just watched Cloverfield Lane, which is we are. I think yeah, it's Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Um, which is weird because he doesn't play a cheerful character on that movie. He plays a very scary character on that movie. Yeah. But I still, <laughs> I love John Goodman, and I always think he's a cheerful guy. So yeah. Yeah. Well, in most of his movies, he's a, he is right. Like he he's not usually in a dramatic role. It's usually more a comedic role, right? I remember my my friend mentioned that she will not watch that movie because she doesn't want to see John Goodman be scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm always surprised want to ruin it. see him in serious roles and he does such a, a beautiful job. He's like very talented, but you're so used to seeing a specific happy-go-lucky person. And it's always, always takes me aback, but I'm always impressed. So that's a good thing. But yeah, it's always like, wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, what movies are on your like immediate watch list that you have to watch as soon as possible? Because we're at at the time of recording this, it is December twelfth, so we got you know twelve days of Christmas, I guess, coming up. Uh, yeah. So, what, what movies go are we going to watch? What do we need to watch? Fun fact, actually, the twelve days of Christmas start on Christmas. That's not a fun fact at all. Uh, are you kidding? That means it lasts longer. It lasts yeah, into the next year. Yeah, but uh, Halloween starts uh, the 26th, right? Like <laughs> Halloween time. Yeah. Yeah. Can't so overlap you like can't, that. You know, you can't just ruining everything. You're ruining Christmas. <laughs> I don't. Christmas already invades November. I don't need it to invade Ju- January. Yeah, they start putting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. I'm not letting this go. I'm not. You don't need it to invade January, but you just said Halloween invaded December. Halloween, you earlier, this very podcast, listeners, if you're listening to this, please go back. I wish I could timestamp it. I don't know when, but but Jimmy Purcell has gone on here saying that December 26th. So that means all, all the rest of December, January. February, December, even March. The year, the rest of the year, the rest of the year, the entire year. I'm sorry, I had to delay Halloween eleven extra days. My bad. With my fun fact, this this was this was a fucking fun fact. You listeners, you enjoyed that fact. I know you fucking because you had something smarmy to share with your friends. Like, oh, you think you think Christmas is the twelfth day of Christmas? No, it's the first one. We're just kicking the party off, and then Jimmy had to say, "No, I need I need jack o' lanterns now." I'm sorry, folks. You enjoyed that. All right. Um, need, what was the question? We need, sorry, we I blacked out there. Uh, we need to celebrate Boo Year's Day, and then <laughs> Boo Year's Day. <laughs> on pun Easter. I need I need more of these <laughs> Halloween puns for. Labor Day, go on. <laughs> I, I got it. Oh, good, good. <laughs> you had Boo Year's Day. You didn't plan the rest of the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the question is, what is a Christmas movie? What's your next, the next Christmas movie that you got to watch? Oh, oh that you got to watch. All right. 
the one you just told me about that I forgot the name of already. Ice Harvest. Ice so Harvest. you're ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're... <laughs> find something to write it down. <laughs> you should. You should. You're like the next movie I'm going to see is that one I can't remember. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the, the one with the yeah. Ice Harvest. I'm gonna watch uh christmas uh yeah it's christmas chronicles right christmas chronicles. chronicles yeah and i know netflix came out with a new one uh the story of christmas which is santa and the kid i guess oh okay wait wait is that a boy named christmas boy named christmas thank boy you named christmas, yeah. yeah that's not santa has a kid it, it's did you say santa as a kid or has a kid Santa as as a kid. Yeah. Okay. All right. Young Santa. Yeah. I saw that one. Um, somebody had brought up like, oh, it's a book, and you could tell because like chunks of information are kind of missing. Um, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It just felt like I think there was more here that you know, like motivations kind of flip flop at times, and, and like I'm sure with the book, the pacing was different um sorry didn't didn't mean to to immediately crap on your parade no it wasn't a crap um, i i i it always annoys me when you can tell that there's stuff missing mm-hmm, yeah oh yeah uh but my picture the next uh christmas movie that i'm gonna watch oh god oh if if you guys know this movie please chime in with me one magical christmas no no you don't know it that's right no. because I'm sure they tried to destroy all evidence of this movie. Um, this movie, think of like the generic uh, Christmas movie, like shtick, like, oh, Santa's involved or an angel comes and grants a wish or kind of, it's a wonderful life. Like, did this happen? Like, oh no, it's, it's showing it meshed it all to like too much, too much where you're like, this doesn't make sense. This makes no sense. You just thought of every christmas gimmick and jammed it into one beautiful movie it is a hodgepodge of what the hell uh do you guys know uh mary what is it steenbergen steenbergen uh from stepbrothers she's the mom uh back to the future three the reason why she wasn't in back to the future one is because she was making this beautiful movie who nobody knows what the hell it's about and it's like, it's great. It's like a little girl wishing, like, I wish my mom enjoyed Christmas. And she's at the North Pole with Santa Claus. He's like, we'll see what we can do. And then Santa never shows up again. You're like, I thought he would have a bigger role. Uh, an angel shows up and like, oh, what do you want? I just want my mom to accept, you know, Christmas. Mom's like, we can't have Christmas. We're too poor. We can't do this. Then randomly, like her angel decides like okay i'm gonna help her realize the miracle of christmas so this guy who's down on his luck steals her car with her child in it and then drives it off a bridge and like oh no i didn't know there was a child in that and 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 she's like oh my god what happened and then she's just going through the motions of like dealing with this and then uh and then she like wakes up and it it's before her car gets stolen. It's like, oh, now you appreciate shit, don't you? And I'm like, what angel would do that? 
um, brought to you by Disney. So if you have Disney Plus, it is on there. I, I am not kidding. This movie, you're welcome. That's I, I my Christmas actually, gift to you. I actually just checked and I saw that it was on Disney Plus, and it's like, all right, I'm gonna change my, uh, I'm gonna change my night movie to that because I need to see it. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, I I feel like everybody tried to rewrite a popular Christmas movie, um, but only like three pages of it. And they all stapled it together and said, this is one script. Here we go. I'm looking so forward to that. (laughs) (laughs) Vexa, what are you going to watch? Is it going to be Die Hard or? uh, uh, Well, I mean, that's always on my list, but I do that on Christmas. (laughs) Ah, there you go. It's my tradition is to do it on Christmas. But the next uh, Christmas movie I'll watch is uh, A Year Without Santa Claus with the snow miser and the heat miser yeah 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 i don't know what it is about that one but i can't i can't not watch it (laughs) it's like childhood goodness i love the songs of heat miser and snow miser they're just a (laughs) lot of fun to sing (laughs) whatever i touch turns a snow She's too much. I'm too much. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for being on my podcast. I this was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, great. Happy holidays and uh, stay warm out there and stay safe. And uh, yeah. happy holidays and uh, you know New Year's attached to the holidays. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to include it. So happy holidays. It's in December. It has to be Merry Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, Merry Christmas. You better watch out the Grinch is out there. Holy Making shit. sure that you have Christmas joy. He's out there policing the Christmas joy. The Grinch is always watching. <laughs> he's making lists. And he's checking it twice. That's that's holiday math. Always check it twice. That's Christmas I math. I don't want to return to the who hash. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice night, everyone. Thank you. Have a great one.